definitely have to kiss someone. I wouldn't want to do any of that. I'd be like, I'm going with the twos and fours. <laughs> I'm out of here. Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. I notice when my family comes to visit, my type 2 and type 4 children generally don't act excited to see them and don't greet them in an animated way. My type 3 5-year-old, on the other hand, is bouncing off the walls with excitement. I'm a type 3 and in the past have been pushy about how the kids should show relatives affection, but it always felt forced and I was frustrated that I always had to remind them to do this. The older kids are ages 9, 12, 14, and 50. They are definitely old enough to help make family members feel welcome. I now think they don't do it because I'm pushing them into it in ways that are not supportive for their type. My question is, what is the type 2 and type 4 way to engage with family we don't seem extremely often? What sort of social responsibility as hosts and hostesses should I be trying to instill in my children that is appropriate for them? I also want to add the mom shared in her question to us, if it was just one or two of the kids, I could explain That's just their way, but when it is basically the entire family acting this way, the person can feel we just don't care. So there's this kind of a layered experience. I think the mom is getting close to owning this, that her pushiness has created the opposite effect of what she hoped would happen, that somehow her requiring them to act a certain way, they would, where now they're counteracting it. They don't want, it's too much. It's overwhelming. It's created it to be a forced situation where it doesn't feel natural. They can't be themselves. And now they're just resistant to the whole experience where seeing family now is a negative versus a positive because now we have to do all these things that mom wants. So I'd suggest the first thing she should do is own up to it. Like admit her children are old enough, 9, 12, 14, and 15, those older children to say, I've been pushing you to behave a certain way that I now know is an honoring of you, and I apologize. And I've probably messed up this whole family thing where I'm now noticing that you're not even looking forward to it. I'd love to help support you in changing that so it's a positive experience in your life. Children respond very favorably to parents owning things, apologizing, and then reaching out to say, hey, let's come together and change the course of this. Yeah, and she could even share from a healthy space like what she would love to experience and then her kids could have a place to share. Well, I don't know if I could do that, mom. Like what about this? Like you come up with solutions together by sharing different ideas. Yeah, and we're we're going to review what is healthy social development for each of the four types. Back to the parent though before we get into that, what's her motive? Is it so the relatives don't feel bad and she makes a good impression? Wow, look at our family. They're also socially... Well, she says, so the person can, the person feels that we just don't care. Like She's feeling like by acting this way, we don't care about them. Okay. And as a type three, I wonder what other interactions she has had with type twos and type fours that she has maybe felt not... Ex- they haven't been excited to see her because in her mind... To have someone feel welcome, we have to be bouncing off the walls. Yeah, and animated. You're here! Yay! And the type two and type four. You cannot conjure that up. That's the only only measure of what makes a person feel welcome. Even if a type two and a type four were generally excited to see somebody. They're They're not going to do that. They're not going to bounce off the walls. No. but what I be polite and say hello and have a conversation. But The focus of what she is 
wanting this for. Her priority is the person. Okay, what if you brought that back to, certainly you want people to feel welcome in your home. There's a lot of ways for that to materialize. What if the motive first was not the other person, the guest, the family member? What if the motive was, I want to support my children in developing healthy social skills? That's my motive here. Not, I got to worry about somebody else and what they think of us. Let's review each type and what healthy social skills look like so a parent has a point of reference to now I'm helping them develop what's natural for them in their social skill ability. So type ones, they are the fun-loving social child. They can more readily engage and interact. They do have more ability to outwardly express themselves and to chit-chat and to respond to people talking to them that they're less familiar with. Now, they might not always enjoy that, but they have more ability to kind of fake it and just do it. And so you have the most success with supporting them and recognizing that they may not enjoy every relative or social interaction, but they have this ability to pull it off. And if people honor them and make it fun and light for them, they'll definitely engage more readily. If they've got a relative that, I don't think any child enjoys a relative that feels that they're being, they're forcing themselves on them. They're their come-on's too strong, or they're being forced to hug someone and definitely to kiss someone. I wouldn't want to do any of that. I'd be like, I'm going with the twos and fours. <laughs> I'm out of here. And so that is just your child's nature as a type one to have an outward moving energy that allows them to socially connect more readily. And support them in that and creating light it, to be a light experience. And they may connect more readily with the aunts, uncles, cousins that mm-hmm. have that lighter energy type one or, mm-hmm. you know, can get down and on their level yeah. and create a youthful experience for the younger type ones. And validate them. Say, you know what? You have this natural gift to just be able to chat with people, Put help them feel welcome, face. make them feel really like they're, you're glad they're there. You know, thank you. Thanks for being in our family because you bring that to this experience. Let them bring that. Yeah, that'll give them more confidence to really accept and own their mm-hmm. gifts. Now, type two, they need familiarity. And so it will take more time for them to warm up. And so if family is coming for a couple of days, you can maybe expect by the second day, they'll be a little bit more comfortable and easing into that conversation or even playing with children their age. It just takes the familiarity. And so to make it easier for them, you'll need to be with them, encourage them, be by them, just let them sit by you and kind of just take it all in. You had an experience with Sam recently, even with his cousin that he lives next door to, that he sees almost every day. Yeah, he was, it was about six months ago. So Sam was still little. Conrad, who's about a year younger than Sam, who's Mark and Julia's son, he wanted to go see him, and I think we were in an unfamiliar setting, so that might have made him a little more comfortable, and he wanted me to go with him, and I was like, really? You are uncomfortable to go see your cousin who you know so well, but I think it was the unfamiliar setting that maybe made him a little bit more tentative, and so I went with him, and he felt comfortable. He wanted to engage with him, and so there's that. As a type two, they want to connect. They want to engage. They just need to warm up, mm-hmm. and they may need a little bit of holding hands or time to, to get comfortable. Like you said, for the type one, you can, you know, boost their confidence by sharing their gifts. You could do the same thing with type two. You make people feel really at ease. You make them feel really comfortable. 
you know, help have them help you prep the house before relatives come. And I would say definitely, like, prepare them for what's to come. You could even, like, review names or tell stories about the people that you know and help them feel a connection to them. Type 3 children have a confidence they can use in social situations. I wouldn't say they're necessarily drawn to being highly social. In fact, type 3 children, they'd like to connect quick and get on with it. And they don't want to sit around and talk with relatives. They want to go do something with them, be engaged with them in an activity. So they have this social ability Yet they're not necessarily looking for it because they just want to have conversations. There's an opportunity to experience something it's with like, a great, relative. Great, you joining me in this activity? Okay, great. More people to to go do something with. No, when I go visit Jenny and my Type Three grandson, he'll connect very quickly with me. Hey, Grandma! But he's not slowing down to like hang out with me. I've got to kind of meet him in his space and what he's up to, or engage him in something to now have a social interaction with him rather than just, he's not interested. He's like, why are you asking me all these questions? <laughs> like, come on, let's go do something. Yeah, make it quick. Yeah. I think you can build a type three's confidence by, you know, people love to do things with you. Why don't you, why don't you oversee the game night? Or, yeah, I want you to take these kids out and go play a game with them. Or why don't you give the house tour and show them where their room is? People come over to my house and my daughter is like, okay, I'm the leader, follow me. And I'll remind her, you're so good at making friends. You make those connections really quickly. She's looking for someone to do something with. like we'll be Or to be in charge of. Give them something to be in charge Mm -hmm. of. Maybe they don't have to be connecting, but hey, can you help in the kitchen get ready for this Mm -hmm. meal? And they're going to feel good, big and responsible and excited to Mm -hmm. engage in that way. And then the teenage children have, in each of these cases, once they know this about themselves, they'll use this insight in their own navigation and you're now playing the role of supporting them because you've helped set them up for success by honoring their social tendencies. Now, our type four child is the most reserved and the more private in their experience with who they choose. Just like with their food, they're particular in who they will let get close mm-hmm. to them and who they feel that they want to open up to. And so they're going to be more, they're definitely. They have every ability to be polite and to welcome someone, to help them feel that you're glad they're there, yet they're not someone that's going to get the conversation going with a relative or someone they don't see very often, even someone they see a lot. You know, with my type four grandchildren, they have this speculative look on their face until they're, they're about age seven or eight, and they're still assessing me to consider if they want to connect or not. My youngest type for grandson, who's only 15 months, he still is really tentative about connecting with me. I have not, it's just not matured to that place yet. I could take that very personally and think, oh, you know, and force this child to have a connection with me. I'm like, all in good time. I understand his type for nature, and he's very particular and he has his preferences, especially when my mom and dad are around. He's going to choose them over me. So when I married into my husband's family, the I had a new niece who was about three years old. She was type four, and she wouldn't come to me like the other kids would. And I just didn't force it. I'd say hello. I would maybe engage with her, but I would give her her space. And then one day she finally came to me and engaged with me. And I was like, yes. And I think it just allowing her that space rather than forcing it or like, going overs to try and make this connection really supported her in her type Mm -hmm. four nature. 
if you have relatives coming to your space and staying in your home, I would have a conversation with your type 4 ahead of time. Okay, will they be using anyone's bedroom or bathroom? Will you need to be sharing your stuff? And I would say err on not using the type 4 space, keeping that private, and knowing that they can have some time to themselves throughout the family activities so that they can have that solidarity and private time to ground themselves is really important as a type 4. Especially any belongings. They don't want their cousins and if you're a type getting four, into yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. If you have anything around the house, you won't don't want broken. Yeah, as a Put type four parent, I would say if you have a lot of family coming, make sure that you have some breaks along the way as well. These are all great insights when you're visiting family in large groups as well, like family reunions, family gatherings, and just letting your children develop in their own social way will be the most supportive that everyone has ability to have social skills true to their nature. We see a lot of the side effect of this being mismanaged in a child's life in our adult community where people are now healing this misunderstanding that their parents had of them when they felt forced to try and be social in a way that wasn't natural for them. And then they judged themselves as they were flawed. They were inadequate. Somehow they should be different than who they are. And it's very healing for especially type 2s and type 4 adults in our community to let this go and realize that's not me and I should not have to force it. It's appropriate to be social in my way. So you're really helping your children avoid some fallout in their adult years and some misunderstandings of themselves. This week's parenting practice is to support your child in developing their social skills true to their nature. What ahas have you had during this podcast and what can you do to support your child in creating a positive social experience true to their type? Yeah, what would be that next step from the aha you received? Maybe it is going to your older children and apologizing, being accountable for trying to force them to be a way that truly they're not. Maybe it's validating them, empowering them with this information and through recognition of what they're naturally good at socially to reinforce, to continue to develop that. You'll know what your next step is based on that aha. Put it to practice this week. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and Find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.